0: this week on the word of the lord endures forever we wrap up the gospel according to saint luke with the resurrection on the road to emmaus stay with us touch and see and you are witnesses join me pastor will whedon for the word of the lord endures forever your daily 15-minute verse by verse bible study on demand listen at the or your favorite podcast provider
1: Oh Lord, open my lips. was indeed. and in indeed Genesis, chapter 6. The Lord saw that the wickedness of man was great in the earth, and that every intention of the thoughts of his heart was only evil continually. And the Lord was sorry that he had made man on the earth, and it grieved him to his heart. So the Lord said, I will blot out man whom I have created from the face of the land, man and animals, and creeping things and birds of the heavens. For I am sorry that I have made them. But Noah found favor in the eyes of the Lord. These are the generations of Noah. Noah was a righteous man, blameless in his generation. Noah walked with God, and Noah had three sons, Shem, Ham, and Japheth. Now the earth was corrupt in God's sight, and the earth was filled with violence. And God saw the earth, and behold, it was corrupt for all flesh had corrupted their way on the earth. And God said to Noah, I have determined to make an end of all flesh, for the earth is filled with violence through them. Behold, I will destroy them with the earth. Make yourself an ark of gopher wood, make rooms in the ark, and cover it inside and out with pitch. This is how you are to make it. The length of the ark, 300 cubits, its breadth, 50 cubits, and its height, 30 cubits. No one did this. He did all that God had commanded him. O Lord, have mercy on us. Be to God. In many and various ways, God spoke to his people of old by the prophets. But now, these
2: last days, to us by his Son.
0: In the name of Jesus, Amen. If you were like most of the people here today, as the lector began the reading from Genesis 6, you probably thought to yourself, ah yes, man's wickedness. The creation of mankind was the pinnacle of God's creation. He had created someone who could be in communion with him, perfect communion with him, as the three persons of the Trinity were in communion with each other. But that's not how it turned out. God had not changed. He was as he has always been. It was mankind who had changed, who had turned their backs on God because sin broke the bond between mankind and God. Creation had not turned out to be, uh, had not turned out to be the way God had created it to be, and God was sorry that it had become what he had not intended. So the Lord said, I will blot out man whom I have created from the face of the land man and animals and creeping things and birds of the heavens, for I am sorry that I have made them. The corruption that sin had brought about was not just skin deep. It had destroyed not only the integrity of every person, but of everything else in all creation. The problem could not be solved by a careful surgical cutting out of the problem. Scripture does not tell us why God chose this time in history you plan to blot out all creation. We just know that he did. God said to Noah, I have determined to make an end of all flesh. God's judgment is terrifying and certain and complete. God's judgment does not, however, have the last word. God's mercy has that last word. Noah found favor in the eyes of the Lord. Then in the next verse we hear that Noah was a righteous man, blameless in his generation. This does not mean that Noah Noah was the first sinless man since the time of Adam and Eve. If it did mean that, we might as well tear out the next few chapters of Genesis because they would have absolutely no application to us. If God saved a sinless Noah, that would mean nothing for sinners like you and me. We would have to stop with the verses I have already quoted about the results of our sinful nature and God's judgment of that sin. However, we know from the rest of the scriptural witness that Noah found favor in the eyes of the Lord and it was only because he believed in God, in the one true God who had made heaven and earth. If Noah was blameless in his generation, it was only because he had the blamelessness of the coming Messiah covering him, which he had through belief in that coming Messiah promised to him and to all people. And God's mercy triumphs. God saved Noah and his family and all created things. God gave Noah explicit directions to build an ark God did not give Noah directions for a part of the ark and then told him, keep up the good work of being blameless before me through faith. Continue in that and then I will give you the plans for the rest of the ark. No, God gave Noah the complete directions for the ark. God was all in in providing salvation for Noah. Salvation was not possible possible with a part of the ark. God made sure to provide Noah with complete salvation. God's judgment is thorough and should be feared, but that is not and is never God's last word. God delights in being merciful and wants to be merciful. God's mercy triumphs. We can find numerous examples of this in Holy Scripture. God pledged to destroy Sodom and Gomorrah completely which he did, yet he had mercy on Lot and his family and saved them from the destruction. God pledged complete destruction to Nineveh in 40 days. No exceptions, 40 days and it's over. Yet God's mercy triumphed. The Ninevites turned to God in repentance and he relented from his promise of judgment. And so it is to this day. A holy God cannot abide evil, sin, and unbelief. There must be judgment against such things. But God's delight is not in judgment, but in showing mercy. We can readily see the story of Noah as a preview, a foretaste of the end times. For the sinner, there is certain doom and destruction. There is no self-salvation. I think I tread water pretty well, but you had better work on your dog battle. Nope, self salvation didn't work. For the believer, there is certain salvation, but here too, there is no do it yourself salvation. Noah and his family were saved only through that which God himself had provided. If this makes you think of 1 Peter 3, as you heard in yesterday's epistle reading, you are following in the footsteps of Luther, who was simply following the biblical footsteps. Like the days of Noah, so are the days of the end times. God told Ezekiel to say to the house of Israel, As I live, declares the Lord God, I have no pleasure in the death of the wicked, but that the wicked turn from his way and live. Turn back, turn back from your evil ways, for why will you die, O house of Israel? There we see the true nature of God. God punishes punishes sin not because he wants to, but because he has to as a holy God. But God delights in showing mercy to repentant sinners. In that mercy shown to us in the suffering, death, and resurrection of Jesus Christ for our sins, we see the true nature of God. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen.
1: Let us pray. O God, the giver of all that is good, by your holy inspiration, grant that we may think those things that are right, and by your merciful guiding accomplish them. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. O Lord Jesus Christ, you were put to death so that you would become the author of life, and you were buried so that you would rise from the grave. You set the dead free by your death, and you abolished the penalty of sin by your crucifixion. Grant us faith to enjoy your favor and goodness all the days of our life through the same Jesus Christ our Lord. One God, now and forever. Amen. Taught by our Lord and trusting his promises, we are bold to pray. Our Father. Let us bless the Lord. Thanks be to God. The Lord Almighty bless us and direct our days and our deeds in his peace. Amen.